What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Marshall Time, the first episode of 2024. Welcome to a new year, bro. How's it going? What's going on, bro? Happy New Year. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Look, this is a fun time. Wild card weekend, obviously, in the NFL. I know we we talk a lot about the NBA, but this this weekend for football fans, if you got teams in this in this race called the playoffs, a lot to look forward to. And we want to go, you know, division by division, NFC and AFC, look at these matchups and, and see what stands out to us. Also, with the end of the year and the playoffs, it's always the head coaching situation, the carousel, all right? Monday after that final Sunday is always changing. So a lot, a lot to be talked about for a lot of these franchises that are in the market for a new head coach. Seven new jobs now. We just saw that Seattle, um, Pete Carroll stepping away from his duties as head coach. He still, I believe, is going to be a have a role with that team. But he is no longer the coach of the Seahawks. Pete Carroll is not. So that makes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven head coaching openings. And maybe eight if, yeah, who knows what New England is doing. We'll talk about that too. But first, let's get into these matchups. Wildcard weekend in the NFC. Packers at Cowboys Sunday. Rams at Lions Sunday. Eagles at Bucks Monday. We got a special interest in that one. And the AFC, Browns at Texans Saturday. Dolphins at Chiefs Saturday. And Steelers at the Bills on Sunday. So looking at, looking at these matchups, what's standing out to you? What are some storylines and just your overall viewpoint on, on these playoffs right now? Um, man, the NFL, they did a good job with the script this year. <laughs> the, script. <laughs> the script is real. The script is scripting. The script is real because there's a lot of reunions going on. We got Tyreek Hill uh, going against his former team. Mm-hmm. Stafford going back to Detroit. We got um, McCarthy coaching against the Packers. Gonna be a lot of interesting um things going on. Um, the biggest matchup to me is definitely gonna be that Rams and Lions game, just because it's the first Lions home playoff game in like 30 years, I believe. Um, we know about the trade between the quarterbacks, Jared Goff or Matthew Stafford. Stafford won a bowl, you know, with the Rams. Goff hasn't hasn't won a bowl with the Lions yet, but you know, he's he's helped them, you know, get back to the playoffs and get back to being, you know, a prominent team in the league. So that's going to be an interesting matchup, man. I'm I'm curious to see how the crowd is going to treat Stafford because it's not like Stafford was like a you know a hated quarterback there in Detroit. Like I'm, you know, the general overall perspective on him is that the Lions fans liked him. So you know, I'm sure during the game or before the game they'll give him his ovation. But I, I'm curious to see how it's going to go during the game. You know, I know Detroit can be you know a tough city, especially from a sports perspective. And um, you know, this is the first time being back in a position like this in some time. You know what I mean? So. They definitely um uh, another crowd's gonna be into it. But I think personally, that's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a game that comes down to the wire. But I think the Rams are gonna pull it out. I'm just going with the better quarterback. Um they're playing great football right now. They have two great receivers. The defense has been playing a little bit better. And you know, I just think Stafford's gonna go in there and do his thing. But you never know, man. It's it's a game that could go either way. Yeah, I'm looking at these matchups, and as you mentioned it, the uh the script, right? Because Obviously, Stafford going back to Detroit. Think about this in the AFC. So the highest rated seed in each conference will play the lowest seed, right? So the 49ers have to buy in the NFC. They could possibly play the Packers, right? Or in the AFC, the Ravens have to buy. So let's say, what if the what if the Bills beat the Steelers, Chiefs beat the Dolphins, and then the Browns beat the Texans? Joe Flacco's going to Baltimore. You know what I mean? And the way the Browns are playing, <laughs> that, that defense, I'm not saying the Ravens would lose that one, but just that storyline would, would be amazing right now. Just look at these play the first round matches. So honestly, I was thinking this earlier. 
the way this season has been, there really isn't much separation between these teams, right? We know San Francisco, what they have offensively is pretty lethal, right? Baltimore has proven itself to be the best team in the AFC right now. But Mahomes is still Mahomes, right? Like, they can still get off. Josh Allen, the Bills, they've been playing better lately. And so looking at the NFC, would it, would it surprise me if the Rams beat the Lions? No, because once again, Detroit hasn't been in this spot in a while. Jared Goff, I'm not a believer, honestly, in those big moments and having to make plays. He's as inconsistent as they come, right? Um, the Packers at Cowboys. Obviously, the Cowboys are going to get the hype and the attention, but these are the Cowboys we're talking about. There's always that what-if scenario when it comes to Dallas, right? Can they can they actually do it this year? Will they make that next step? Right. And Green Bay is the young team, nothing to lose. You know, you just you just never know. And so it's fitting that in a year that's been so unpredictable and it's been a lot of mid like Mason Rudolph is a starting quarterback in the playoffs right now. That that just tells you where the NFL is at right now. Joe Flacco is 38 in the playoffs right now. Right. And so to me, it's like it's hard to pinpoint any team that I can say I'm I can trust it. Because even the Eagles with the Bucks, we saw it live in front of our faces, the Eagles losing to the Cardinals, right? And so now the Eagles have to go on the road to face a Tampa Bay team with a Mike Evans at wideout. You know, a Baker Mayfield, I've never been a believer in him. But still, the way the Eagles have been playing, do you really have the utmost confidence that they're going to go in Tampa Bay and win it? I think they will still, but there's still that what if for me when it comes to the Eagles right now. So I still have them beating Tampa Bay, but... Looking at all these matchups right now, the one matchup, there's two matches I'm confident in. I'm, I'm confident that the Bills will beat the Steelers just off of sheer talent. I don't think Mason Rudolph is going to go into Buffalo and win a playoff. That's just not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. And Chiefs and Dolphins, it's going to be cold in Kansas City. I have my doubts about Miami during the regular season, like when the Eagles played them. Like, I want to see them play a grinded out tough game. Can they do it? I know they're a flashy team, but when it comes down to it, come playoff time, January, when it's cold, How's that offense looking? You know, is that like is that luxury sports car run, running in the snow like that? You know what I mean? So the Chiefs, Dolphins, Bills, Stills are the two matchups that I'm really confident in. Outside of that, I would take the Eagles over the Bucks as well. But still, to me, a lot of these matchups are up in the air. Like Browns and Texans, I'm excited to see that one. You know, the young C.J. Stroud and the up-and-coming team versus the Browns, Joe Flacco, his sort of comeback story. So um, I'm pretty excited. Looking at it right now, who, who would you say would be your NFC championship matchup and AFC championship matchup? Just by what's, what, what I've seen so far, AFC, I think, is definitely going to be the Ravens. And I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I mean, if that if that's how the bracket can shake up, I'm pretty sure it could shake up like that. Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens and Chiefs. I know people are doubting the Chiefs, but they get in a home game against the Dolphins, right, which I think they'll win. It's going to be real cold out there, like you just said. I think they'll win that game against the Dolphins. And then next round, who would they have to play? They would have to play the winner. Well, it depends how the seeding goes. So Yeah. Baltimore would get the lower seed, so it depends. I play the Bills if it yeah. like if it goes how it's supposed to. Yeah. I believe they play the Bills. And I like them beating the Bills at home. I mean, the Bills could win, but Josh Allen, he's turnover prone, you know, in these big situations. The NFC championship, I'm not so sure. I mean, I know the Niners will be there. Um but then again, I, you know, and this is just like I can't put my trust into the Cowboys because it's the Cowboys. I can't put my trust into us right now because we're just playing terrible football. So I don't know who's going to be a second. Like the Rams could go, 
You know what I mean? We could turn it around and go too. Like if we if we come out, you know, and make a statement on Monday night, we could turn around and go too. And you know what? The Cowboys might they might break that that mold too. I really can't pick an NFC, you know, the other side of the NFC right now. I really can't. So I don't know, man. I just know the Niners will be representing because they just been the most dominant on that side of the you know side of the conference all year. So we'll see. I like Ravens Chiefs. I think it's set up for them to meet up in the AFC Championship game. And like I said, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes, right? How many times do you have to see before you realize this dude is just he's a quarterback that raises the level of the guys around him, right? And come playoff time, you need your quarterback to do that. And out of all the quarterbacks left in the playoffs right now that are here, Mahomes is number one. Like, and I just have to trust it. We saw it last year in the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, like we, we saw it. And so having a hard time going against Mahomes right now to not at least make it that far. NFC, like you said, bro, like San Francisco was consistent in that we know how they're going to beat you. Like, you know how you know what's going to happen. Christian McCaffrey, Debo, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and you still can't stop it, right? Like, there's just an efficient and consistent and just trustworthy play that San Francisco has, right? And I think looking at the field, the, the challenges that they would have to face, I don't think they're going to be worried about whoever's left, honestly. You know what I mean? And so... As far as that second team, you know, we're we're pro Eagles over here. So I want to say the Eagles, but I can't see what I saw against Arizona and, and say, look, I can trust this team. We can talk about <laughs> Brian Johnson and the offense and the play calling a whole nother time, but just based off the energy that I'm seeing from this team, the vibes, just the locker room, just something seems off, right? Like I don't want to hear any more talk about we're getting it together, we're putting it together. Like all we have to go off of is what we've seen. And you're losing to teams that are competing for a high draft spot. And it's just not, it's just not acceptable, right? Your boy Darius Slay, I sent this to you too. He said this apparently on you know his podcast. Philly fans, your boy is back. So y'all don't need to do no tweeting, no Instagramming, asking me if I'm back. I'm telling y'all right now from the horse's mouth, Slay is back. We ready to go out there, compete, and catch these dubs. And that's exactly why this team. I'm, I'm just I've been over it. Like, I don't want to hear anything about what you have to say on your podcast because you've been talking this every week. Right. It's the same cliches, same comments. But yet. You're getting burned by Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. I don't want to hear it anymore. Go out and do it because Mike Evans on the other side. If you're not careful. Baker can do it. He will do it to you with Mike Evans. So it is not going to be sweet. And so. When it comes to the Eagles at the Bucks, I think the three-point favorites right now, I like it. But then again, there's that but, the way what we've seen. But we've seen teams turn around in the playoffs, but I don't know. Something seems off. A.J. Brown's not healthy. Like, I just don't trust it. I don't trust it right now. You know, the, the thing is, as fans, you know, especially Eagles fans, we've seen, you know, good football teams, you know, in the past, you know, decade or so. And we know what it looks like. You know what I mean? Like, I could tell when a team is all in with the energy and just not executing on the field. This last month of football, they just don't look like a team that's executing. And then the real thing is, we haven't played a full game of football all season. And, you know, it's hard for me to expect them to do that now in the playoffs. You know, if they do end up doing it, you know, that'd be crazy because that's not something that usually happens in sports. You are who you are throughout the season. Like, especially in football, like, you know, I know it's the regular season, but 
you know, it's only but so many games you have to play, like, and they play once a week. So these guys are giving more effort every game than they would in the NBA. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know, man. I mean, in order to win, we're going to have to run the ball, I think. You know, it's supposed to be a, a rainy game, nasty game. So we're going to have to run the ball. We ran the ball well against them last time. So hopefully we can do the same. Um, and we just can't turn the ball over, man. That's on Jalen. That's on A.J. Brown fumbling the ball on these slants. That's on everybody. So we'll see how it goes. This defense, I've lost all faith in this defense. And that's the main reason why I can't pick us the go-to part. This defense is just not it. Like, I'm watching it. It doesn't look good. Our D-line isn't getting pressure. Getting Slay back is going to be huge. Like, I know a lot of people give Slay, you know, flag because of his personality. But say what you want. He's a good corner. He can play. You know what I mean? He hasn't been getting cooked like Bradbury this year. You know, it's only been a couple games where I could say, yeah, you know, he was getting he was getting tore up. But other than that, Slay's been great this year. But, you know, he had the meniscus surgery or whatever. So it is what it is. But he's back now. Um, I don't know how much it's going to help everybody else. But we'll see. But this defense is just not it. They're not it at all. Let's talk. At this point, we don't want to hear what you got to say. You know what I mean? Like, it's time to perform, right? And when they when they hired Matt Patricia as the defensive play caller, that's when I know a team is desperate. There are certain coaches and you okay, why that doesn't even make sense, right? Matt Patricia is the answer. And so the talent isn't their linebacker, the secondary is suspect. And then you say Matt Patricia is the answer. You know what I mean? I can't even blame Sean Desai, right? It's not totally his fault. That if you can look at this defensive depth chart, the talent just overall is, is just not there. Now, for Brian Johnson, that's a you problem. You can't call two Jalen Hurts runs in a wide receiver screen on third and long. That's a you. That's not a personnel. That's a you problem. And if the players don't believe in the coaches, I don't see how you change that come playoff time, right? Like in any workplace, in any, in any team environment, if there isn't a belief in the coaching staff, and then putting you in the right position, that impacts your attitude and it's going to impact your play. And so that's the one thing I want to look at when it comes to this matchup. Can they rally around each other? Because obviously there's doubts within that coaching staff, right? There's there's question marks. The fans are talking about it. The media is talking about it. It has to be talked about within the locker room, right? And so can you rise above that? Are you special enough to rise above that to make a deep run? And that's the question that remains to be seen. We do not know. It's going to be fun, though. Um, six games. Eagles, Bucks, Monday night, a lot of games Saturday and Sunday. So we go from teams that are in the playoffs competing for a Super Bowl to teams trying to figure out where they go next. So I'm, I'm going to reel off the teams that currently have coach openings. Panthers, Raiders, Chargers, Falcons, Commanders, Titans, Seahawks. I think clearly the Chargers would be the top option if you had if you had your choice because they have the quarterback. They have Keenan. Like they have talent on that roster. But take away the Chargers, which clearly is number one on that list. If you're if you're a coach with an with an offer from all these teams, Seahawks included, which just opened up because of Pete Carroll taking away that leaving that position, what would be your pick, I'm and going, why? I'm going to ATL. Mm -hmm. I'm going to the Falcons. Um, they got young talent on the team. They showed that they can be competitive in, in games, football games. You know, they're not getting blown up. They're not getting cooked. They had a top 10 defense to, statistically this year. You know what I mean? They have great talent, B. John Robinson, who is not utilized right. Kyle Pitts, who, you know, he hasn't been utilized right since he's gotten to the league. I don't know what they're doing with him. Um, mm -hmm. I just feel like they're a quarterback away from, you know, really taking that next step as a team. Drake London is a good receiver. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I would go to ATL, man. I mean, as long as I'm going to have the control, you know, to put implement what I want to do as a head coach and, you know, have some say in the players I want us to draft and sign, I think that's a good spot for, for a coach to go to. So I would yeah, definitely – Yeah, if I can stand out for sure, you know, obviously the reasons you mentioned, that would be my pick. And, I mean, also the NFC South. I mean, that division is just nasty every year. You can win that. You can win eight games and find yourself competing for a, a division championship, right? Like the Bucks, the Bucks were the NFC South champs this year. Um, I feel like every year the South champion, you really can't predict it. I feel like it's up in the it's up in the air. Heading into that final week, the Falcons, right, still had a chance to compete in the playoffs. And you look at that roster. B. John Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, who's one of the more talented prospects we've seen at tight end, and to see him be underutilized, right? So you can't help but think about, if I get a quarterback in there, we could do some damage in the NFC South, right? Like, I see the Bucs doing it with Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans and those guys. I got B. John Robinson, Kyle Pitts, and Drake London. I can make something happen, right? And so the Falcons would have to be Listen, look, looking at all these all openings, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The main issue with most of them is they don't have a quarterback. The Raiders, who's your quarterback? The Falcons, obviously. Desmond Ritter is not it. The commander, Sam Howell, is not it. The Titans, I don't care what you want to say. Whoever's in that quarterback room is not the future, in my opinion. And the Seahawks, Geno Smith, is not the future. And so... When you're looking at these positions and these teams, it's like, I think there, I think there is a easy formula when it comes to figuring out how to get back on the right track in the league, right? The coaching matters and the quarterback matters. And then everything else flows from there. And so looking at this year's draft and where these teams are, can the commanders make that jump, right? They have the second pick. Um, do you believe in a Bryce Young in Carolina? Is, is Bryce Young a product of just poor coaching and poor support from day one, right? And so I look at some of these opportunities, like the Seahawks. Where did the Seahawks go from here? No P. Carroll. Geno Smith is your quarterback right now. He's 30, He's pushing mid-30s. Are they in rebuild mode? You know what I mean? And so for a lot of these openings – Outside of the Commanders and the Falcons, it's kind of hard to see. We, we, we take the Chargers out, but outside of the Commanders and Falcons, it's kind of hard for me to see if you're a coach where we take this. It's going to take a couple of years at least for me to turn around most of these situations. Yeah, well, I think the Raiders, they need to bring Pierce back. They and should. They, I mean, he he came in and changed the culture right away. Like the players mm-hmm. are playing hard for him. Obviously, their quarterback situation was crazy, so they need a quarterback. But, I mean, they were winning games when he got there, and they were competing in games when he got there. That's all you can ask. And, you know, when you see, like, a former player and he's a coach and you see that players are buying into what he's saying, that speaks volumes. So mm-hmm. they definitely should bring him back. They shouldn't have to look too far for their next head coach. So we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, man, these other teams, like, and we talked about it before, like, these this, the quarterback play in the league right now is just not it. And, I mean, that's where they're crippling a lot of these teams, and that's why a lot of these coaches are getting fired. Like, Vrabel got fired from the Titans, 
And, you know, I'm not saying he's the best coach, but he's not a bad coach by any means. Like, the Titans have seen consistent playoff, you know, experiences mm-hmm. with him. And they've never really had a quarterback that I believed in. You know, Ryan Tannehill mm-hmm. believed in him. Then, you know, he might have got hurt or benched, whatever. Will Levis, you know, he's a you know he's a young guy, rookie, trying to show what he can do. You know what I mean? Teams know that they're going to go with Derrick Henry to stack in the box. A.J. Mm-hmm. Brown is going. So, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, were they really set up to even prosper? No. So, I don't know. I mean, just a lot of these teams, they got to figure it out from, you know, the top down, from the coaching, you know, to, to quarterback. So, we'll see how it goes. Which leads leads to the next conversation, the New England Patriots. Um, nobody knows what they're going to do. I was at the final game at Gillette Stadium, snowy day, cold day, and um, the Jets just, yeah, they were the better team. It wasn't even, it was a bore fest, pretty much how it's been for the Patriots this year. It was bad. And so is that the last game of the Bill Belichick era? Who knows? He had a meeting apparently with Robert Kraft on Monday. And now it's like reports about them possibly bringing back Josh McDaniels. So nobody knows what's going on. To me, I think it's time to move on, period, from this whole Belichick way of thinking, way of going about things. People say, well, Belichick just can't be the GM. Let him coach, but let him be the GM. Is he going to do that? And if let's say he does take away his GM responsibilities, he still is going to want to pick the GM. And the GM is probably going to have the same philosophy as Belichick. And so you're still stuck within the Belichick umbrella. And to me, it's like, well, he's been there for, for so long. He's the all-time great coach. It's like, I get I get all that. There's never a good time to end successful runs. Like, the Bulls didn't end on a happy note, right? They won the championship, but still, there was still some turmoil toward the end of their runs, right? Like, there's always going to be... Tom Brady in New England. Like, there's always going to be some question marks of do we end it here? How do we end it? I think they're overthinking it. I think it's definitely an emotional connection to it, which I understand. But at what point do you say we're just it's done? That Belichick way of playing, just the style of defense is going to be great. We're going to grind it out offensively and we're going to win games. It's not working. Like it's done. It's a new way of thinking. It's a new age of NFL. These new young coaches are coming up now and they're running circles around the Patriots right now. And so, yeah, he's an all-time great coach. There's, there's no there's no debating that. There's no putting dirt on his resume. But what's been going on the last couple seasons is embarrassing. You hire Matt Patricia, who is a defensive guy, as your OC. Where in the book do we do that? <laughs> right? Right? Um, <laughs> You let Jacoby Myers go, who had a pretty solid year in Vegas to sign Juju Smith-Schuster. Let me know how that worked out, right? You can't name me, the average NFL fan can't name me more than, name me name me their top four wideouts, right? You got Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker, Tyquan Thornton, and Pop Douglas, right? Those are those are a few of the names. Jalen Rager, right? Like, you, we know him. <laughs> so, um, this is what they're working with. Z, they signed Zeke, who still probably has a little bit left in the tank. You have Ramondre Stevenson, Hunter Henry, Mike Jacecki, like these aren't names that people are jumping at to get on their fantasy team is what I'm saying. And so this is a product of Bill. Your drafting is horrible. 
your evaluation of talent is horrible. You haven't been developing guys. Christian Gonzalez, who was a great first round pick, he got hurt this year. But outside of that, what do you have to show for your roster development? And to me, you get rid of Bill, start over at quarterback, start over at coach, new GM, clean slate, like clean slate. But the more this, the more this goes on, the more I'm thinking like they're going to run it back one more time. One more time. That's that's what I feel like because he's still on the contract. So there's there's a business side to this as well. But to me, I think it's over for Bill Belichick and New England. Like it's it's okay to rip the bandit off and start over. That's just that that's from what I've seen the last couple seasons. It's I think it's run its course. Yeah, I can agree with you on that. Um we know we get it. Bill's a legend, you know. Um you could say he's the best coach ever, and you wouldn't be wrong for saying that, you know, if that's what you believe. Um, he's done great things for New England, you know, him and Brady, it was just a dynasty, you know, growing up, like during my childhood until now, like they're the teams that's won the most Super Bowls, you know what I mean? I've seen them win more Super Bowls than anybody, you know what I mean? And, you know, we cannot discount that. The Patriot way was a real thing. Do your job. It was a real thing, but the position they're in right now, it's like, I don't know because this is how I look at it. All right. They have number three, they have the number three pick, right? We know clearly their biggest need is a quarterback. So they're probably not going to get Caleb Williams. But even if they could get Caleb Williams, would you even would like would he even mesh with Bill from what we've seen so far? Mm-hmm. Just just the way he's a diva. He's a diva in college at quarterback, which is crazy to me. That's a whole nother topic. But you know that wouldn't mesh with Bill. And then it's like what quarterbacks are out there for them to get in free agency. Now, who are they? What quarterback can they draft? You know what I mean? And then the way these new kids are coming up, you know, they're more like entitled now. They're getting paid. They got NIL deals. You know, it's a new generation. You know what I mean? Bill's like 70 something years old. He's not going to really connect with a lot of these younger guys. You know what I mean? So I feel like, yeah, his time might be done in New England. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. If they want to give him, you know, more time, he deserves that because of what he's done so far. You know what I mean? Who am I to say? Bill Belichick doesn't deserve, you know, another chance, you know, at you know, turning it around there. But it's always going to come down to the fact that they they haven't found that Tom Brady replacement. And I'm not even going to say that the guy has to beat Tom. He just has to be a quarterback that can have them playing competitive, contending football. Until they find that, it's not going to matter. So I think the time might be up. It's hard to say that because they've had a culture, you know, of success for almost two decades well yeah really for you know a decade and over a decade so it's like it's hard to move on from that but they keep going down this same continuous rabbit hole of bad season after bad season after bad season it's it's only going to tarnish bill's legacy and they're just delaying the inevitable so i don't know it's a tough situation for robert Kraft. i do think bill's going to be gone um we already know though if he does leave He's going to have offers everywhere. You know, he'll, he'll, go he'll have to be able to go wherever he wants. Once yeah, he'll go, he'll go somewhere else. Yeah, go, I mean, if, there, if there's compensation, I know this talks about a possible, you know, what could the Pats give like a draft pick for Bill? That's a whole other situation, too, conversation. But, I mean, look, they lost to the Jets 17-3 to close out the year. Trevor Simeon was playing quarterback with the Jets, right? Same, They were playing in the same elements. You scored three points. The Jets scored 17 points. You know what I mean? Like, the Jets won seven games and they didn't have a quarterback out there. Mm-hmm. They were playing Tim Boyle at once at one point, right? And, and so it, it 
you can you can you can say it's been a great run, but also close the chapter on it. That's okay. Like things change in life, things evolve. Look at the most successful teams now in the NFL. How are they run? Right? Like it's it's a new day. You see what's going on in San Francisco. You see what Sean McVay is able to do in LA with the Rams. Not the most talented team, right? But they're in the playoffs. You know, like my McDaniel in Miami. Like there's just and you look at the quarterback play that some of these top teams have. Like you need that dynamic play, that ability. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Like there's there's a certain level of quarterback that can elevate your team that the best teams, if you want to win a Super Bowl, which the Patriots are in the business of doing, you don't have that right now, right? As far as I'm concerned, this is the complete opposite of what New England's about because what you're doing right now is the complete opposite of a winning culture, right? You're making bad personnel decisions on the coaching staff, horrible talent evaluation, horrible development, and just misjudgment on the quarterback situation, right? And so, yeah, you look at the draft, they have the third pick. I think they have to draft the quarterback. Top five picks now are the Bears, Commanders, Pats, Cardinals, Chargers. We can segue to that topic before we end this show. Looking at the top five picks is interesting because obviously Caleb Williams should be the top. He's the top pick. He's the top prospect in this draft quarterback-wise, right? If you're Chicago, what do you do? Is it is it done for with Justin Fields? Or do you trade Justin Fields to an Atlanta maybe and maybe try to get some draft capital? Like how do you how do you tackle that with Chicago? To me, I'm not I'm not drafting Caleb. And that's just because the way I look at it, <clears throat> Caleb, all right, we know he's real talented, right? But it's too many red flags of his personality to me hmm. from his college time. You know what I mean? From the reports of his dad saying, you know, if he doesn't like the team that has the number one pick, he's not going to the draft. Hmm. Um Reports of him, you know, you know, not being a great leader in the locker room, you know, mm -hmm. the whole situation with him, like crying and all of that. It's just a lot of red flags. And it's like, if you're going to be my quarterback, <clears throat> that's supposed to change my franchise around. You can't be a diva. I need you to be a leader. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Leave that to the receivers and everybody else. You're the quarterback. I can't have that. And another thing is too, Justin Fields, although he hasn't been the best there, He's shown flashes of talent. Like, he showed that he can be a good quarterback in this league. And when they got DJ Moore to the Bears, you know, he improved. So now let's let's take a look at it, okay? Let's go get Marvin Harrison. Let's get another piece on defense. And let's see where we're at next year. And let's get an offensive coordinator that's going to help develop Justin, too. That's another thing. You draft Caleb Williams, you have to develop him, you know, for the NFL. It's not, it's not a safe bet to say he's going to come in and kill the NFL right away. Trevor Lawrence was getting the same hype, and he's been struggling. You know what I mean? He's had some good seasons, but this year he was bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's a turnover machine. Same thing could be for Caleb Williams. We do not know. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we know that, Justin. We already know, for one thing, for sure, he's an athletic freak. He can run. He's 6'5". You know what I mean? It's hard to bring him down, and he has a strong arm. We know that. So now let's let's help him develop as a quarterback, and let's get a, a crazy talent like Marvin Harrison to pair with DJ Moore. And we saw the Bears' defense was good the second half of the season. Like, they're not, you know, they're not incredibly far off. I Drafting a quarterback like Caleb Williams, I'm not saying he's not talented. I'm just not buying into how he carries himself as a leader. You know what I mean? So yeah. I would definitely – um, I'm going with the Marvin Harrison role. It's a tough call. Marvin Harrison, to me, overall prospect, He he he's my favorite prospect in the draft, Marvin Harrison Jr. Just what he's able to do at his size – 
we know what his dad did in the league. So he already has that pedigree. And so it, that that's a top talent for sure. So for me, like if, if you're in a situation like the commanders of the Patriots and Caleb Williams is there for some reason, if, if the Chicago Bears decide that Justin Fields is their guy, to me, if you're a commanders or Patriots situation, you draft Caleb just because. Be like Sam Howell or Caleb Williams, yeah. Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, or Caleb Williams. The known, the, the mid-known, we know that's mid versus the electrifying unknown, at least is going to bring excitement. And who knows what it could be, right? It can't be ba as bad as it is now anyway, right? And so we may as well draft the young prospect who could be special. Who knows? But what we're doing now with Sam Howell and Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi or whoever, it's not getting it done, right? At least you give your fans something to be excited and, and, and believe in. This is what I have to watch for. Okay, we may be trash the next couple of years, but at least we got this young quarterback who might show some things and let's, 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 let's develop it. Right. And I made another comment too to a, to a chat group um, outside of Caleb. I wouldn't feel totally comfortable drafting Drake may or Jaden Daniels, to be honest with you. Right. Um, because it really doesn't matter if the coaching is bad and the offensive line is bad. Right. And so a Drake may or Jaden Daniels in New England if they don't change the weaponry that they have around them or the O-line situation or the coaching situation, what do we have? Right. And so it's tough when you have a Marvin Harrison Jr. on that board. <laughs> like that's and to see how talented he is. That's a tough one to pass up on. Um, but if you're Washington or New England and Caleb Williams is right there for you to take, you got to take it. Like you just to me, that's a no-brainer. I think Chicago has more of a decision to make versus, for me, Washington and New England, you need a quarterback, right? Yeah, so, like, New England may have to just pick up whoever's left between Drake May and Jay and Daniels, okay? They, they, they have no other choice because who are you getting in the free agency class? Right. Like, who – which quarterback out there – because if they're entering free agency, then obviously their current team doesn't think they're the answer. They're the future, Right. You know what I mean? Like, I heard some people talking about Kirk Cousins to New England. Come on. <laughs> what is Kirk Cousins on this roster? Eight wins, maybe? Let's say eight wins. Then what? Right? Like, what are we, what are you building towards? Right? And so, to me, this is the year that Washington and New England definitely have to, they just have to take a chance on one of these QBs, whoever it is. You may not be fully comfortable with it, but you got to take it. Like, this is, now is your chance to, like, yeah, you got to you got to pivot. You got to be building towards something. And this is New England's opportunity to start afresh. Like you have an opportunity right, right here. We're not good right now. One of the worst teams, honestly, it could be the worst team in the league. Like period. This is our chance to clean clean slate. Let's just start over. Starting over may be scary, especially after a great run, but at what point do you say enough is enough? You win 7 games next year and is it time then? Right. Because then you say, well, the team improved. But it wasn't good enough. So at what point do you say no to Bill Belichick and let's move forward and you actually build toward a future? Because right now, having Bill Belichick as the coach, he's a winning head coach. He's competing for a Super Bowl. Well, this roster is two, three years away from even thinking about that. The playoffs is just uh, what they're trying to do, let alone a Super Bowl. So, yeah, that's that's just my thoughts on the Patriots situation. Super Bowl. Well, I mean, wild card weekend is here 
best wishes to your teams. Uh, say a prayer for the Eagles because they need it going into Tampa Bay. Maybe they'll turn it around. We'll see. But enjoy the games. We'll be back next week to talk about what happened in these games and maybe some basketball talk as well. A lot to talk about in the NBA for sure. And uh, yeah, we'll be back. Thanks for watching.